Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. This is the podcast where I'm reading all of the stuff in the dictionary, and there's a very silly TikTok video being recorded right now, and I really like this look. I might have to make that happen in real life. You can go to at Speedjampar to see the TikToky stuff. Okay, the first word is Kubrick. C-U-P-R-I-C. Stanley Kubrick? Adjective from 1799. Of, relating to, or containing copper with a valence of two. And we're going to end this video here. Yep. All right. So, we don't want to see more videos on that. We're going to go back to the words. Hey, you know what? I forgot to say that uh, you got to go you got to go do all the things. You got to rate this and you got to review it and share it and subscribe it. All of those verbs. Can you think of other verbs that you can do with this podcast? Fly it. Um and uh, if you want to follow this show on social media, Twitter and Instagram is at DictionaryPod. Email is DictionaryPod if you wanted to say something to me in any way. Oh my God, there's so many things. You can also join the Patreon for a few bucks a month and get episodes early. You can watch this on YouTube. You can write and perform and record a little song. If we, if you want to put a make a little intro ditty song, I'll put it at the beginning of the show if I like it. Haven't gotten any yet. Uh, you can record yourself doing a little sound effect, a short, you know, one to two seconds, real short, uh, maybe three or four seconds. We, you know, there's there's a little gray area there, uh, and then I'll use that in a show. And if you have opinions. On if you if there's a word in the future that you really like any word starting from the letter D forward, you know if you're listening to this after I've already posted those, then you you shouldn't you shouldn't tell me what you think of a word in the letter D. You know Darjeeling, you you've you've you, this bad timing. It's very bad timing. Um, but if you're hitting this, if you're listening to this before I've hit the letter D. If you like a word from D all the way to the end of the episode, all the way to the end of the Z's, the alphabet, go ahead and record a little thing or send me an email. I'll put that in a show when we get to that word. I don't know how words work anymore. I think this is this show is breaking my brain. All right. We didn't even say a sound effect, so we're just going to go... All right. The second word in this episode is... Cupip... Cupriferous. Cupriferous. It's uh, it's spelled like it sounds. Adjective from 1784, and it just means containing copper. Uh, because uh, if you look at the last word in yesterday's episode, it's the prefix cupre, which means copper, and the example was cupriferous. So it just, anything that's cupriferous, which is hard to say, that contains copper. Wow, it sounds like I'm, there's a baby here. Okay, the next word is cuprite, or just cuprite. Noun from circa 1850. A red mineral consisting of copper oxide that is a minor ore of copper. Minor is very confusing because miners mine ore, but this is minor, M-I-N-O-R, which means it's it's like a... It's uh, not the major ore. It's the minor ore. 
it's in a minor key. Uh, yeah, obviously this is using the same prefix, just just means copper. <laughs> Next is cupronickel, or just cupronickel. And this was the example, again, in that same prefix definition for number two, which was copper and. So this one is copper and nickel. But we should probably read the actual definition. It's a noun from 1900. An alloy of copper and nickel, especially one containing about 70% copper and 30% nickel. Why is it that ratio? What do they use this for? Who cares? People care. There's a reason that this is made. It was the, is this uh, people made? Did the people make this or is it naturally occurring? Alloy just means it's uh, things combined together. Maybe specifically metals. I don't know if you can have alloys of other materials, but this this is metal. Next is cuprous, or just cuprous. Again, I think this is going to be related to copper. Adjective from 1669 of relating to or containing copper with a valence of one. Just one valence. Next is cuprolate. Uh, There's no R. It's cupulate or cupulate. C-U-P-U-L-A-T-E. I see you. P-U. You're late. Adjective from 1835. Shaped like having or bearing a cupule. What is a cupule? I don't know. Let's say, and then we can read cupule, noun from 1826. Uh, let's see, nine years before cupulate. So that makes sense. You get, you, the cupule has to exist before something can be shaped like or having or bearing a cupule. So it is a cup-shaped anatomical structure as a, and what is this word? Invol, invoke. It's going over to the second line. Involucra, involucra, Invo, or maybe it's pronounced involucre. What is this word? I'm just gonna say an involucre. An involucre characteristic of the oak, in which the bracts are indurated and coherent. Wow, I know this clearly. It's very accurate. But how the hell is somebody supposed to understand that if you don't know plants and trees? And yeah, I mean, we, we're pretty much going to make this an adult podcast when I get to the D's because I want to say words. All right. And then B, so this is still adding on to the cup-shaped anatomical structure. B, an outer intugament partially enclosing the seed of some seed ferns. Maybe we need to find pictures of what this is and how it's related to ferns and oaks and other stuff. Um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And this is from the Latin cupa, which means tub. And there's more at the word hive. Oh, so a hive. Yeah, that's sort of cup-shaped, a beehive. A beehive is maybe a cupule. 
Next is cur or car. I think I think cur sounds right. C U R first form noun from the 13th century. 1. A mongrel or inferior dog. I don't think any dogs are inferior to any other dogs. That's just my opinion. All dogs are great. Uh, but, you know, I guess some are meaner. They've probably been raised that way. Don't do that. Don't. I don't like that. Number two, a surly or cowardly fellow. A cur. So this is from Middle English. It is short for cur dog, which is C-U-R-D-O-G-G-E, which is from the Middle English verb curren, which means to growl. Also, perhaps from the Old Norse, curra, C, uh, no, K-U-R-R-A, and that means to grumble. And then, of course, it's plus dog, which means dog. So a growling dog is a mongrel or inferior dog. Next is the second form of cur. This is the abbreviation for one, currency, or two, current. Next is curable. Curable. Adjective from the 14th century. Capable of being cured. As in, a curable illness. I hope that one day all illnesses are curable. Because we definitely do not live in a world right now where illnesses are curable. Curability is a noun. Curableness is also a noun. And curably is an adverb. How would you use that word, curably? Curably, interesting. Next is, you can say curaso, curaçao, or just curaçao or curaçao, and that's, or you can emphasize the last syllable more so, curaçao, curaçao. I always just say curaçao. C-U-R-A-C-A-O, and there is that little um, sort of C-shaped accent under the second C. Uh, oh, you can also spell it, you can you can repl- um, flip the O and the A at the end. Uh, so that would be Curasoa. Huh, never knew about that one. Curasoa. So that little uh, accent under the C makes it a an S sound. Otherwise, it would look like Curacao or Curacoa. But it's Curacao or Curasoa. Noun from 1813. A liqueur flavored with the dried peel of the sour orange. So yeah, it's going to be like an orange-flavored liqueur. It is Dutch. It's from Curaçao. Uh, I guess that might be a town or a region in the Netherlands Netherlands Antilles. So uh, yeah, they were like, hey, we got this sour orange Let's dry the peel and put it in alcohol and see how it tastes. Oh, it's good. Let's make it. Next is curacy. C-U-R-A-C-Y. Curacy. Noun from 1682. The office or term of office of a curate. The office or the term of office 
of a curate, which is not next. I thought it was, but we're not there yet. <laughs> next is curari. Yeah, curari. You can spell it two ways, C-U-R-A-R-E, or instead of an E at the end, you can put an I, curari. Noun from 1777, just one long definition with some parentheses. Okay, a dried aqueous extract, especially of a vine, used by South American Indians to poison arrow tips and in medicine to produce muscular relaxation. I love this because this is a perfect example of the indigenous people who were living off the land, learned after generation after generation after generation, learned about the plants and all of their medicinal um, values. Is that what you mean? Medicinal uh, purposes. And, uh, but also, it can, you can poison. If you use it in the wrong amounts, you can, it's also a poison. You got to be very careful. So, uh, this, it's, I love this. This is great. And uh, this, this is a thing that we've definitely gotten very far away from. And I think that there are certain people in certain places around the world who are slowly getting back to stuff like this because, because I think it makes sense. It's, it's there and it's, you can do it. And maybe it's there for a reason. I don't know. The vine that we're talking about. So it's extracted from this vine, which is, uh, the scientific name is Strychnos Toxifera. Yeah, I've heard of a, what is that? Strychnine something? Oh, I don't know. It's in my brain somewhere. But yeah, it must come from this or be related to this uh, chemically. That Strychnos Toxifera is from the family Loganaceae, um, also, there's another vine. I guess there's two of them. Chonodondendron, or it could just be con condod. Wait, condodendrum. There's an N at the end. There's so many consonants next to each other. Condodendron or chondon. That's probably a K sound. Condodendron. Tomes. No. Tomentosum. Why? Tomentosum. Yeah. Uh, That is of the family Menespermaceae. Close enough. I'm so sorry for all of this, people. Um, Yeah, this is from Portuguese and Spanish curare, which is from Caribbean curare. It doesn't give me any more than that. Next is curarize. Curarize. This is the transitive verb of curari from 1875, and it is to treat with curare or curari. Uh, yeah, curari. Curarization. That is a noun. <laughs> uh, next is curaso. So it's very. It's pronounced similar to um, the liqueur. But this is spelled very differently. It is C-U-R-A-S-S-O-W. Curaçao. Yeah. Noun from 1685. Any of several large arboreal gallinaceous game birds. 
of South and Central America. Maybe we should post a picture of these guys. Uh, they are of the family Crassidae, especially the genus Crax. So that, that was Curaso, C-U-R-A-S-S-O-W. And this is actually just an alternative of Curaçao, which is the spelling of the liqueur, but that's in the Netherlands, and these birds are in South and Central America. So how did they did they did they like the liqueur, and that's how they got the name? How is this connected to that word? If it's a it's a Dutch word, that that's a fascinating translation there. I wonder what happened. Maybe they smell like orange. Maybe they are orange. We'll learn about that later. Next, we have curate or curate, and this is the one where were we? Where where would where did we have that? Uh, oh, uh, the curacy. That was the office or term of office of a curate or a curate. So either this form of curate or the next one will be related to that. So first form noun, fourteenth century, one, a clergyman or clergyman, in charge of a parish. Two, a clergyman serving as assistant in a parish. And assistant would be to a rector, R-E-C-T-O-R. This is from the Middle Latin curatus, or just curatus, curatus, which is from cura, which means cure of souls. Hmm. Cura is cure of souls. So basically, uh, they're a person who uh, gets to cure souls or deal with people's souls. Is that what I want in my life? I don't know about that. I want to have control of my own soul. Uh, It also means, uh, I guess the Latin cura also means care. I like that. Care. Now we have the second form of curate, emphasis on the first or second syllables, curate or curate. Transitive verb from 1909, to act as curator of, and the example is curate a museum, also is in an exhibit curated by the museum's director. And that is definitely that uh, the Latin cura, which means care. They are taking care of the stuff in the museum. I mean, I guess you could also argue cure of souls is related to that somehow, too. Maybe there's, I don't know, you could figure it out on your own. All right, we have one more word for this episode. It is curate's egg. C-U-R-A-T-E, apostrophe S, and then the second word is E-G-G, the egg, it the egg, it's the egg. Noun, from 1905. This is chiefly British, which is why I've never heard of it, and it is something with both good and bad parts or qualities. It is something that is both good and bad. Good and bad qualities, good and bad parts, Good and bad somethings. Okay, the etymology says it is from the story of a curate or 
yeah, it would be a curate or curate, who was given a stale egg by his bishop. Okay, so this is the clergyman. He was given a stale egg by his bishop and declared that parts of it were excellent. All right, we got to find this story. We're going to put it in the show notes. Uh, parts of it. So it's, this egg, he's like, all right, trust me on this. This egg, it, it might seem stale. It smells, I get it. But there's aspects of it that are also very good. They're even excellent. How are you going to know? I'm not sure. You're going to have to just crack it open and find out. Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me know later. Or just don't. But this 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 egg, it's a curate's egg. It's your egg now. You're the curate. It's your egg. Have fun with it. Trust me. It's good and bad. How does this get used in everyday language in Britain? In England? In the UK? All over the place? All over that area? How do they use this? I want to know. Okay, so we had words today. They were cupric, cupriferous, cuprite, cupronickel, cupris, cupulate, cupule, cur, cur, curable, curacao, curacy, curari, curize, no, curarize, curaso, curate, curate, or curate, and curate's egg. Let's see. We've got copper. We've got cups. Cup-shaped things. Dogs, abbreviations, things that cure liquor, uh, clergy people or related to that. This vi- Oh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, I think I'm going to pick curare as the word of the episode. C-U-R-A-R-E. And uh, yeah, because I just think it is so fascinating in the first place that plants around the world have these abilities. And But why? Why do they exist? I think that animals for all these millennia, millions of years, uh, they just learned somehow that they could... You know, I, I don't know. I just think it's fascinating. They probably consume these. I mean, I know that there are animals that will consume fermented fruit and get drunk. Uh, they probably also maybe get a little high from the cannabis plant, possibly. I'm not sure if that's even possible. Um, but yeah, they it just it happens. It happens more than I think we realize. So why not for something that's going to relax the muscles, either just the right amount or too much, they probably get affected by that too. And then humans got smart enough to actually like do something with that. And then we lost it. So let's bring it back. Let's bring back things like curare, but not in the poisonous way. Good short song. All right. This has been wonderful. Um, let's see. Let's see. We got, uh, supposedly there was a guest a couple of days ago. Haven't recorded that yet. I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, and there will be another guest coming up. Uh, let's see. The episode is airing on June June 18th. Um, I'm going to be recording that in just a few days. So that's going to be great too. All right. I think... I'm trying to think. Did we... Uh, yeah, I think that's good for today. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.